0: Episode 34 of the State of the Old Republic podcast was originally recorded on April 24th, 2017. It's the State of the Old Republic podcast. Game Update 5.2 launches, I'll give you my impressions of the new story, operation, daily area and more. Also this week, Keith Kanig, the game's new producer, has been active on the forums. I'll talk about what he has to say about the game. Finally this week, I mentioned that I was in a new guild, I'll talk about my experience with them thus far. And with that, it's time to make the jump to lightspeed and check out the state of the old republic. Well, welcome to episode thirty-four of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I'm your host Ted, and as you heard in the opening, I have another terrific show lined up for you today. First, as always, let's review some announcements for the old republic. And first up, a reminder that the folks at Bad Feeling Podcast are holding a contest where the winner will get wait for it two hundred million credits. Now, all you need to do is kill Tithe and then email a screenshot of your kill to brian at badfeelingpodcast.com. Story mode counts as one entry and hard mode counts as two entries. All servers are eligible and you can submit as many entries as you want. The contest will end on May the 2nd and be sure to listen to the Bad Feeling Podcast each week. They do a great job and are a lot of fun. Now, also, Zamzam is holding a giveaway uh, time has just about run out on this one, though. Unfortunately, the details uh, for this contest were announced on the 18th, which was after I recorded episode 33. And it's going to end on Wednesday, April 26th. But here's what you can win. Uh, a 30-day uh subtime codes and a Tawn Fawn pet code. Now, what you need to do is either send her a tweet or go to her blog, and comment on the giveaway post that she has there with the following information. Your favorite feature in Game Update 5.2, and one feature you'd love to see added or improved in a future game update. Now, if you comment on the post, you need to include your Twitter handle or your account name so she can contact you. And here's an example of a, of an entry. Uh, so, you know, you'd put your Twitter handle, which in her case is like, Games So your favorite feature in 5.2, maybe it's tight. And a future feature you'd like to see, class changes. Now, she's not looking for a giant exposition on the current and future state of the game. That's what podcasts like this are for, uh, not contests. She'll announce the winner on April 27th on uh, uh, Twitch.tv, either at twitch.tv slash zamzam or twitch.tv slash Andy N-U-L-P-V-P. And by the way, Zamzam is not, is spelled X-A-M-X-A-M, all one word. And then she'll reach out to the, uh, win, win, excuse me, she'll reach out to the winners, uh, via direct message on Twitter or the forums if you give her your account name. So there you go. Be sure to check out Zamzam's blog and follow her on Twitter. And finally, the last announcement for this week is that there are pet and vehicle codes from the Star Wars Celebration Cantina Tour, which are available to everyone. If you haven't gotten your pet or vehicle, here are the codes. And for the pet, you want to type in, go to uh, swotour.com, uh, log into your account, and then redeem the following code. It's SWCelebration17. And for the vehicle, it's SWCantina17. And that is all of the announcements I have this week. So let's slice the holonet and go over the news. And, of course, the big news is game update 5.2 finally went live this past week. And for the most part, things were pretty smooth, but it's not without issues. And, in fact, here are some of the known issues for 5.2 as of April the 18th. Now, I don't know if any have been resolved yet, but but here's what they... Um, listed on the forums as sort of the known issues for game update 5.2. Uh, one, the daily missions on Iocath are not affected by the planetary mission highlight bonus from Galactic Command. So obviously this is not ideal, but it shouldn't stop you from completing those dailies if uh, the planetaries are a bonus event. And again, you know, it's just what, like once a week, I think you you see that. So not game breaking, but uh, as I said, not ideal either. Uh, if you change appearance while on IOCath, it will not be updated in IOCath cutscenes until you leave the planet and return. Again, not game breaking, but it is annoying when your character in the cutscene does not look like you did before going into it. And it's usually an issue with helmets, right? And, and, and there are times such as, you know, when, when characters kiss uh, and the helmet needs to come off. But for the most part, it's nice if the look remain consistent from where you are in the game uh, prior to entering a cutscene. so I guess uh, expect a fix at some point um, but just 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 know if you're someone that likes you haven't done the story or you're going to do it in another character just keep the outfit uh, you're on don't change outfits before going into a cutscene because it's not going to work all right uh, if you try to engage in an activity with a member of the opposite base faction, which is normally not allowed, such as guild and, such as a guild invite, you may receive a non-specific error message. And I've heard of other issues with faction changing as well, uh, people not being able to get invited to ops and so forth. So definitely some issues to be worked out here. Um, let's see what else. While you are in a vehicle, such as a walker on IOCath, if you switch from a PvE to pvp instance or vice versa you will lose that form so be careful of those vehicles folks because they are ridiculously expensive to purchase and if you lose the form you're pretty much screwed and just out of all that currency that you spent so it's not ideal so just just be careful uh with that uh, another issue is the main story missions on iocath are rewarding less command xp than intended well, when this gets fixed, I guess it'll be nice for alts, uh, I suppose, but does nothing for tunes that have completed it. And this is one of those where maybe it's better not to say anything, and then when you do fix it, you just tell everyone that you decided to buff it, right? You know, upon further review, we decided the main storyline should reward more CXP rather than say, hey, we planned for it to reward more CXP, but screwed it up. Anyway, just... just I don't know. My, I, I appreciate the, the the transparency there, right? But maybe you would want to spin something like that another way. Alright, uh, another issue. Some abilities for the IOCATH forms, such as missile, such as the missile turret, are missing tooltip descriptions. Alright, I haven't tried a turret yet, but I believe the monitor droid had all of its tooltips. And this is an annoying one since you don't really know what the abilities are and what they do. And they're kind of important as many are situational. And if you screw up and lose the form, as I mentioned before, by dying or, or a bug, you're out of those expensive resources. So yeah, tooltips are kind of a big deal on these alternate forms. So hopefully they'll get that resolved fairly quickly. Uh, if you if you group Q from Iocath via the Group Finder into an Operation Flashpoint or Uprising, uh, hitting Return to Med Center may remove you from the group and return you to Iocath. I uh, haven't experienced that myself. doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun, though. Uh, one other one, uh, activating an Iocath form, such as a walker, while you have a temporary ability bar active, will cause your temporary abilities to cease working, and you may receive a non-specific error message. So in other words, let's just say you called up your heroic moment and then decided to hop into your walker. I guess you'd lose all your heroic moment abilities right then and there. And then the final issue that they listed was uh, the Junlin Duback has no icon in the unclaimed items section of the cartel market. Uh, I think the uh, Junlin Duback is available for direct sale right now from the cartel market. Uh, there were a few other issues that were reported elsewhere. Um, in fact, one uh, involved crafting. And here's what the players uh, reported. And this is on the forums. It said, when you pull out a mod... When you pull out yeah, a mod out of a purple 246 item and disassemble it to get the schematic, it requires the following material: something called like an infused plast steel arms assembly component, uh, grade 10 arms tech. Uh, however, this item cannot be learned from the crafting trainer. Please add it to the crafting trainer or fix the schematic so that it only requires existing materials. Uh, this bug was found with the advanced versatile barrel 54 extracted from a purple main hand out of a tier 4 command crate. By the way, I'd love to get a purple main hand uh, out of a command crate for tier 4, but that's another story. Anyway, this is what Eric Musco had to say about that. He said, good catch. Uh, the bug is a little different than it may seem at first. It is our intent that tier 4 crafting will become available in a future game update, most likely 5.3. The actual bug is that you shouldn't have been able to RE the tier 4 pieces right now. This means you will be lacking some components until that update is made in the future. So, tier 4 crafting is coming in a future game update. I don't know if they'll fix it so you can't RE them until then, or if they'll just let this one go. Um, so we'll have to see, but if you are, uh, re- if you have reversed engineered stuff, just understand that that is not intended it's not intended for you to be able to do that right now um which is why you won't be able to craft any anything that you learn um from there uh there is a daily quest to kill a colossus on Iocath, and it is a group quest and apparently it can reset if people in the group are too far away some folks have suggested that they make it work similar to the revenite walker on yavin 4 um but just just be mindful of that if you're just uh, out of proximity. And, and it's a problem, too. Like if someone tries to Zerg the thing, like you die and uh, then you res and you go back in, I believe that can cause it to reset because you are too far away yet maybe still in combat. So I actually haven't tried to kill the, the Colossus uh, myself. And uh, players have also reported that the galvanizing cleanse utility for sorcerers is not proccing as of 5.2, which sounds bad. <laughs> um, and then there have also been reports that players have not received their companions upon completing the Iocath story. Um, as for myself, I ran into an issue where the Ops quest did not complete for me after defeating Tithe. Um... And I also believe there was an issue with Tithe where he was not triggering your lockout, so players were able to go in there for a brief time, I know it's been fixed now, and kill him more than once uh, during during the week. But I believe that issue has been fixed. So that's the rundown on the known issues. Uh, I want to talk about my overall impressions on game update 5.2. So I'll start with the galaxy map. And the new galaxy map is gorgeous. I mean, there's no question about that. But I find that I'm not using it all that much. And this is in part because there are lots of other travel options available in the game. If I need to go to the fleet, I use my, quote, emergency fleet pass. If I'm doing planetary heroics, I use the travel option built into the quest itself. Uh, I was finishing up a class story this week and, you know, pretty much used this ship to travel Because in most cases, uh, the missions, uh, associated with their class story require you to actually use your ship to do the traveling. Um, you know, I spend a lot of time in my strongholds and travel directly to them. Uh, the one nice thing about the map is you can do a space mission from anywhere. Not that anyone really does those from, uh, does those anymore. I mean, it has been handy, uh, traveling to IOCATH to go ahead and do those dailies. That's probably the one main time, one instance where I really do pull out the, um, the galaxy map and then travel rather than have to go to my ship. But, you know, overall, nothing to complain about here. It's a nice quality of life change that makes getting around a little easier, but it's hardly game changing and, but, but not much else to say about it really. And as I said, I did mention, it is gorgeous. It does look really, really nice and it's, 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 it's a, it's a solid upgrade to the galaxy map. Of course, 5.2 brought with it it's a new story, and I am going to pretty much stay spoiler-free today, although I would like to discuss it in detail at a later time. Uh, a couple of thoughts on it, though. Uh, the choice to side with the Empire or the Republic was much harder to make than I thought it would be, and I've only done it on my main tune, which is a bounty hunter, and going into it, I was fully prepared to side with the Republic and get a Laradorn as a companion. But once I started the story and interacted with the various characters, I just liked what the Empire was peddling so much better than, than the Republic. And I mean, I never liked Quinn. I've always been a Quinn hater. If you ask me what my favorite Quinn moment is, it's a quest on Voss where you get to volunteer him for a painful Voss healing ritual. It's simply delightful. Yet, despite all of this, I love the way he conducted himself early on in the story And as for Quinn and the rest of the story, I felt like he was pretty much a non-entity. And when it was all over, I had forgotten that I had him as a companion. Um, you know, didn't even realize it until, until I actually went and pulled up the companion window just, just to check to see that he was there. And he was there. Um, of course, as you know, the story will continue, uh, probably in game update 5.3. So there is a little bit of a cliffhanger ending to it all. Um, and I like the tension. Um that is building again between the Empire uh and, and the Republic. But you know, it was nice to get some new story, and I look forward to its continuation, and I would like to get into the details of it, but it's still new enough that I think we're we're deep into the heart of spoiler territory right now, and it's just too soon to get into the plot. And also, I haven't played the pub side yet, and I'd like to do that uh for comparison before I start talking about the actual story bits themselves. Now, when you do finish the story, it opens up daily quests on IoCath. Uh, during one of the live streams, they said uh, that they sort of designed this to be a daily quest uh, hub version 2.0, something a little different and a little more advanced than what we'd seen before. It's not bad, but I think Yavin 4 kind of worked better. Uh, you get five quests per day; they're a little spread out, so it's a bit harder to be efficient about things. Uh, there's one where you have to kill three droids, and to do so, you have to disable their shields. It's not hard, but it's annoying, um, because you get yanked all over the place, and it's a lot of running around. Uh, so that's probably one of my least favorite ones of the bunch. Uh, there's one where you control a monitor droid, and I kind of like this one. You know, it's not combat-related, and just, you know, it's kind of fun. You just run around. It's not hard. Um, so... That there was. That's a. That's an example of what I like. Um, the big thing is the mouse droids, the walkers, uh, monitor droids, etc. That you get to control are tools that you can use to complete the quests. They aren't mechanics baked into the quest themselves, which is something I would have preferred. And as it turns out, these vehicles, which are temporary, are very expensive. Three hundred Iocath shards for the monitor droid, and I think six hundred for the walker. Ouch. And and there are quests to kill droids using these vehicles, but right now they're just way too expensive, and the rewards are not even close to being uh worth the effort or the expense. Now that's going to change. Uh, Keith Kennig, the game's new producer, was very active on the forums this week, and I'll get to that in just a little bit. But regarding Iocath dailies, this is what he had to say. Hey all, just following up on the issue about daily rewards while on Iocath. In the next patch, likely on May 2nd, we're adding a CXP pack and a credit credit explosion pack to the dailies where you control a mouse droid, a monitor droid, or a walker. Note, this is just a temporary solution, and I'll follow up at a later date if we decide to do something different. Now, someone asked what kind of CXP pack uh, would be rewarded, to which he responded, Hey, making me do some extra work, smiley face. Uh, it should be 125 CXP which would uh, yield 250 with the 100% boost. So that should help a little, but the shard costs need to be reduced. I mean, and also it's not just the shard cost, but th- there's a credit cost as well. And let me just say, I'm not a huge fan of these hybrid costs, i.e. something that costs shards and credits. I'd rather they just keep it simple and make it shards only. I don't know why it has to be a credit sink as well. Um, it should be noted that there is a vendor where you can trade bioanalysis, scavenging, and archaeology grade 10 mats for shards at a 12 to 1 ratio. And there are grade 10 nodes throughout Iocath, So if you have excess mats, you can turn them in for shards. Uh, there are two reputations for Iocath, one for the Empire and one for the Republic. And the reputation items just rain from the sky. As soon as the weekly reset arrives, I'll be capped on my imp reputation for the week in about two seconds Um, and as far as faction switching goes it seems to be a work in progress it makes grouping for other things problematic as i mentioned earlier in the show so i would definitely anticipate some fixes coming soon for that oh and one final thing i wanted to mention was the music on iocath now, I'm a big fan of anything that attempts to make the game look and feel like Star Wars. And while on Iocath, I noticed a small bit of music that sounded familiar and reminded me of something I thought I'd heard in The Force Awakens. So I did a little bit of uh, digging, and uh, let's, I'll show you the comparison, or let you hear the comparison. So here's a bit of music from Iocath. This is the, this is the game music. All right, now here is a bit of music from The Force Awakens. As you can hear, they are very similar in tone and melody. Uh, that bit from The Force Awakens was played on Star Killer bass, and of course, Iocath is very reminiscent, at least looking at it from space, of Star Killer bass. I mean, it's in that sort of same vein as a Star Killer bass or a Death Star. So I assume that was intentional as a way to tie those things together. At least I hope it was. I mean, it, it's subtle, but I thought it was very, very cool and something that actually jumped out at me a little bit. All right, so on to the new operation, uh, Gods from the Machine and Tithe. I haven't tried it on Veteran, a.k.a. Hard Mode, but I did do him on 16-man story mode with my guild. It's not bad. It's fun, actually, and it's a good intro boss. Uh, we walked in there and one-shot it. It's not hard to understand, and the mechanics aren't too bad to execute. I think we had a good priority order for the droids, and as long as you let the Grace Droid, which cleanses Tithe's rage stacks, do its thing, you're probably going to be okay. Uh, he drops Tier 3 Relics in story mode, and he drops something called a Tithe Control Module, which will let you transform into Tithe and wreak havoc on Iocath. And in fact, I remember during the live stream, Charles mentioned that there was something else besides a walker, monitor droid, etc., that you could turn into, but he didn't want to mention what it was. Well, obviously, it's tithe. And I, for one, am glad he didn't spoil it. And I haven't done it myself, but I hope to do, hope to do so one day. And I thought just, just very cool. And, you know, makes you wonder if we'll be able to transform into some of the other bosses, uh, as they get released, uh, in the coming months. So, I mean, that's really it for the operation. I mean, it was good. It's like I said, a good, good first boss, uh, for the new op. Now, I want to shift over to Galactic Command because there were a lot of changes related to it in this update. Uh, So, real quick, Chapter 1 and 2 of Knights of the Fallen Empire had their CXP rewards nerfed. Uh, It was mentioned in the patch notes. Well, it turns out that wasn't the only thing that got its rewards nerfed. And it looks like the Black Talon and Esseless Flashpoints have had their CXP rewards removed in Veteran mode. I ran Black Talon on Sunday... And all of the bosses still drop CXP packs, but when you finish the Flashpoint, the quest no longer rewards CXP. And it wasn't in the patch notes, but they did say that they would adjust content that they felt awarded too much CXP for the effort. Uh, one thing that was in the patch notes, but I failed to mention, and I, and I haven't heard much discussion about it elsewhere, is that all NPCs now grant CXP when you kill them. Is it a lot? no. But you know what? It all adds up and we spend a lot of time killing stuff so it definitely helps. Uh, the superior boost which grants 100% CXP uh, feels absolutely mandatory to me. I can't imagine not using one. Uh, the problem with it is a lot of it gets wasted and there's a lot of downtime working on Galactic Command and I can't stand wasting these boosts. And The same is true for XP boosts. Anytime I have a boost like that. I just hate, you know, uh, not taking advantage of it. You know, if I had to go to my stronghold and sit there for a few minutes, I I just can't stand it. So, I mean, I wish there was some way that you could toggle it on and off. And I, you know, I would pay credits for this and even galactic command tokens to turn it off. Heck, they could put a cost and and maybe even a 15 minute cooldown, uh, on it if, if they wanted to that. And, you know, I would be okay with that. I mean, it's really helpful to be using one. I mean, I ran uh, my uh, scum and villainy lockout last night, and we, all we did was the final boss, right? It was it was it was the final boss uh, plus the weekly via the group finder. And I think with that boost, I got five or six crates from that one run. And I said it was just the one boss, not even the whole op. So, I mean, that boost is huge. Uh, and the crates, by the way, have been a little bit disappointing thus far. And I don't know how many I've earned, but it seems like I'm getting a lot of prototype-quality relics. And, you know, getting a third or fourth serendip- serendipitous assault relic is anything but serendipitous. In fact, it's the exact opposite, I think, of serendipitous at this point. Uh, I've gotten one 248 piece, which was an earpiece, which was great, Except that I got it right after running Eternity Vault Hard Mode, where I got, wait for it, an earpiece. Yes, I got, that was the only thing I won. Um, and it was an upgrade. I mean, that was, you know, I did not have a good Tier 3, uh, 242 earpiece. So that was, that was, that would have been a good upgrade, except I immediately got a 248. So, whatever. Um, and I don't think Tier 4 has the bad luck protection that the other crates do. Uh, so I'm just gonna, Gonna have to keep, uh, running stuff, I guess, until I have everything that I need, I suppose, which is sort of the, 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 whole point. Um, so. But, but speaking of running stuff, I'm very happy with my new guild right now, and I'm getting to know people, uh, there's always stuff going on. I was running, uh, Scum and Villainy, which I mentioned a minute ago, uh, when a call went out to run KP Veteran Mode. And I would have loved to have do that, but I was in the other, other run at that time. Uh, I ran Tithe, uh, Eternity Vault, Dread Palace. I achieved my personal conquest for the first time in I don't know how long. In fact, uh, conquest is probably a good topic for another show, maybe. I might tackle that next week or, or sometime down the road here. So, I'll just say this. When it comes to guilds, you get out of it what you put into it. And I mentioned last week, it's a big guild. And I've seen a few people sort of leave unhappy But I think that's because people see a big active guild and think, if I just show up, that'll be enough. And it's not. And from what I can tell, when you go into an ops group, you're expected to contribute. There's a novel idea. You know, they explain things, but you're expected to know your class. You're expected to have your gear augmented as well. So, in other words, you know, basically all the things that will help the run go smooth and not waste everybody else's time. So, so far, so good uh it's much different it's a much different and better game for me now and i'm so glad that i that i made this switch so i'll have more to say on this in, in the coming weeks for sure so i want to close out the show this week with some information from keith Canig, the new producer as i mentioned earlier he was fairly active on the forums this week he started off uh with this note and he said hey all I'm just back from Orlando and have been focused all day ensuring game update 5.2 was available for everyone. But thank you for the congrats and the warm welcome. I'm trying to figure out how to respond to everything so I can have fun with you guys, but also be able to put on my producer hat and sometimes be serious too. The foundation between us has to be based on communication and feedback. I won't promise you something we can't deliver, nor will I purposely hide things you need to know. As I mentioned in my introduction, I'll be providing a SWOTOR 2017 roadmap in the next few weeks. In the meantime, look for responses from me on the forums throughout this week and beyond. I'll do my very best to be available. Well, this all sounds good to me, I mean, the more interaction with the player base, the better. I'm super excited that he's planning to share share their roadmap. That is something that has been sorely lacking this expansion. Other than the second boss, continuation of story, and Tier 4 crafting, we know next to nothing about game update 5.3, and we know absolutely nothing about what's to follow that. Regarding uh, the roadmap, Keith said this, One of the comments I've often seen is my reference to a roadmap. I intend to include what's specifically coming in the next 90 to 120 days, along with an overview of our plans for the remainder of the year. But I'll provide quarterly updates and keep you apprised of any schedule changes. I really can't wait to see this. And, you know, 90 to 100 days takes us into July and August. And I have to believe that another expansion is coming this fall slash winter. And even if they don't get specific, just knowing that one is coming down the pike really helps. It's like movies. You know, I don't need to know a lot of plot details or have a full-blown trailer to get excited We've known the release date for The Last Jedi for some time now, and I was ultra excited and thinking about it well before we got the trailer. So I think knowing that something is coming down the pike helps to keep players interested and engaged, and any information is absolutely a good thing. And speaking of good things, I think I'm done for today. So let me cue the music and... Uh, congratulate you on surviving another half hour listening to episode 34 of the State of the Old Republic podcast. I am your host, Ted, and I thank you for tuning in. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and Buzzsprout. And you can also listen to the show directly from the show's site, which is SotourPodcast.com. And there is an RSS, RSS feed where you can subscribe to the podcast directly. If you have a question for the show, you can email me at at gmail. Dot com. And as uh, listeners Zen can attest to, I will respond to your emails. <laughs> uh, you can also tweet your questions to at so to our Podcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter to get the latest information on the podcast. Finally, look for episode 35 on April 25th. No, that's tomorrow. Uh, look for episode 35 on May the 2nd, if I did my math right. And remember the Sith Code, Cake is a Lie.